Hi, this is Mark. And this is Francois doing the Daily Red Podcast for May 18th, 2011. And even though we've seen The Exorcist 472 times and it just keeps getting funnier, we're still putting the commute in commuter entertainment. There we go. Okay, so... (laughs) So, before... (laughs) Yeah. So, before we, uh... Before we get going on your story again, I just want to let you know that uh, I stopped in the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, on the wall, there was a picture that said, you know, like, please wash your hands or something. And it was like... Wouldn't it be more useful if there was a picture that says, please don't pee on your hands? Yeah, that'd be better. Whatever. That'd be better. But I mean, like, not everyone's capable, you know, it's it's their own. Um Although if you're pissing all over your hands, probably uh, your chances are slim to none that you're actually capable as a human being of well, washing them yourself. For sure. So, I mean, I don't know. But because uh, unless I've been on a big pee fest that day, my my uh, penis is typically cleaner than my hands. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I. It should be a sign that says "wash your penis." I like to think that my penis is clean. <laughs> Maybe they know something I don't know. <laughs> all right. Know. Anyway, but so the, there was a sign that said, please wash your hands, and it was printed up. It wasn't like an actual, like, little plaque like they have at restaurants where it's like, all oh, employees must wash hands. Right. It's a little, you know, two stick figure hands lathering up or whatever. <laughs> uh, this was actually like a, a picture picture, and it was printed out on, you know, just regular 8 by 8, 8.5 by 11. Sure, off the office uh, printer. Yeah, but it, in color. But the thing is, is it wasn't done with, like, a photo printer. So it wasn't quite right, and uh, I took a glance at it, and it looked like the hands were bloody. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what kind of, please wash off your bloodstained hands. After murdering (laughs) someone. After murdering someone who's crossing the border. (laughs) Uh, But I, I looked closer, and it was just black people's hands, but the color was all weird on it. And then you felt weird. Then I felt racist. Sure. Even though I'm not. Yeah. I have lots of black friends. But for a moment you didn't, so now you know what it feels like to be a racist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, carry on with your story. <coughs> so, so, you where, where do, yeah, would you recap, would you recap, okay, would so you get us back into... In the last podcast, <laughs> uh, I asked my dad to tell the story about the, you know, his encounters with the uh, Native Americans or Indians or whatever you like to call them uh, in Edmonton. That's correct. Right. And he went on to tell a <laughs> completely unrelated story. And for that, well, we it was a related story. It was, well, it was, I mean, it was, it was a related story, but. But it had nothing to do with Indians. It had Indians. nothing to do with Indians at the first part. That's, it, it, yeah. that's right. My just to, it, was just to, it was just to get you, uh, you know, to tintillate your, uh, your podcast palette. That's right. That's right. And, and a moosh boosh. Boosh. And a moosh boosh. The moose bush of the podcast of it. Say it. Say it into the microphone, please. Uh. It's supposed to be a moose good. I don't know what she called it, but. A anyway. moose good. Uh, so. You're musing your throat. <sighs> oh, okay. I'd rather amuse my bush. No, but. Right. Okay. All right. So, uh, I'm amusing my mouth part of the podcast world. <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so, uh, your mom gave me a little bit of shit for not, yeah. for, for taunting folks. With the story, yeah. With the story about, story about, uh, story about a couple of engines. Yeah. And then really not delivering. She said, that's a shitty thing to do. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's bad form. She, st- she didn't say a bad word, though. No. She, she said it in a very nice way. But, you know, we're going to make good on it. So we're going to make good. Yeah. And right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, you Start know. So there I am in Edmonton. Uh, where did we end in Edmonton? What was happening? What was going on? You uh, had... I had fired somebody for the first time. I had got finally gotten a place to stay yep. for free in Edmonton. Yeah. So thanks to my dad. Yeah. And... <laughs> for telling you not to lie. <laughs> for telling me not to, to lie. To be a good boy and always right. tell the truth. So I was, I got heavily into my 
into my work at uh, the Edmonton store. And I, sure, because there's probably fuck all to do out there. Well, I don't know. You know, is there a I, lot to do? I, you know, I have no idea because I never really got into the scene. I was busy. I was focused on my task. I wanted to do really well at this job because I was hoping that I could get a store when I got back to in Montreal. Montreal, right? Which is where I really wanted to live and where I wanted to have a store. Okay. So, uh, which never happened, by the way. Just FYI. You never got never, your store. Never, never happened. Oh. So oh, I had shit. To, I had to open my own store. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm out there, and Edmonton, uh, because of its proximity to the oil rigs right. that drill for oil in Canada... Was an oil town. Uh, was an oil town. And what what would happen is, is people would go Texas out... Texas That's right. The Indians, in particular, would go out, and they would work on the oil rigs, make an assload of money... Sure. Come back into Edmonton, sure. Calgary, probably, an and load. a couple of other towns. Okay, now what is an ass? Look, you said maybe thirty thousand dollars. Is yeah. that pretty yeah. much what they'd make? Yeah, for a three-month stint. For a three-month stint, and you're handed it like kaboom. Yeah, here's thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, and that was a lot more back then. Oh, so much more back then. It really was a lot more back then. Yeah, it was probably yeah. worth about like what. You could probably get double what you could for it today, right? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. So it's like being handed a check for fifty grand at least. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. all, all of a sudden you got fifty grand and you're burning a hole in your pocket. They got nothing else to do. They start drinking like Indians. Uh wait, no, that's not right. They start drinking like mad sailors. <laughs> so uh they, you know, they they do a lot of drinking. And the mad sailors coincidentally are trying to drink like Indians. That's right, exactly. It's weird. It gets into this whole paradoxical uh, thing. I don't want to talk about it's, it. It's circular. I don't know how it how it works out. One yeah. of them's always trying to up the other with drinking. Well, eventually, it all leads to alcohol poisoning and death. And I don't know if it is... Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but the, 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 the sort of cultural stereotype and, you know, stereotypes, by the way, they, you know, they're not the gospel, but they come about for reasons. Sure. But the cultural stereotype is that Indians couldn't handle their drinking very well. And they couldn't handle their drinking very well, or they just drank too much. Well, th- that's what I was always unclear on. I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know right. how well, well Indians because, can like, drink. I mean, you can make that argument about Irish people too, be- because they're known for drinking a lot. But is it that they drink a lot, or <coughs> that they can't handle their liquor? Well good, well, good point. Good yeah. point. If you're drunk all the time, I guess it really doesn't matter. Sure. Because at some point, you reach, the, you reach the threshold where you could not handle it. Right. Uh, so anyway, the Indians were re- renowned for being drunk, laying around all over town. Right. And one particular night, it was a, it was a nice night, and we had done a brisk business that day. I was feeling quite good. Yeah. Uh, the storm memo had come around, and they had said nice things about me in the memo. Aww. You know that I was doing a bang up job out in Edmonton. Sure. Uh, and uh, Bob Camp said one day we may all be working for him. About really? me? About me? Yeah. About you? He was wrong, but yeah. But it was a nice sentiment. It was, it was nice a really say. nice, and it felt and it felt good to hear. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, so I was, you know, I was working in the store, and it was just me and I think one other person closing, you know, working the late shift for that, you know, working the six to nine. Sure. And uh, all of a sudden, a customer comes up to the cash register where I am and says, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to say this, but there's a, there's a guy in the window. Right. And I'm like, what? A guy in the window? And the way the store worked was, yeah. was that it was on the boardwalk. And the first part as you walked into the store wasn't really the store proper. Right. It was two big window displays, one on either side, that you got into from the inside of the store, but they showed on the outside of the store. Yeah. And then you walked up a set of stairs, and then you were in the store proper. So the window displays were kind of like out front. Okay. But so it's like kind of what we have going now. Yeah, except that if somebody were to walk into our window display, we'd probably know it. Yeah. In this case, they could walk into the window display. You'd have no idea. Oh. And that's exactly what had happened. <laughs> and what had also happened is is that the, the gentleman who did walk into the window display 
was one of the large. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Was one of the largest Indians I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and he had fallen asleep on the sofa inside the window display. Like you didn't now, have sofas. Uh oh. You know, I guess we did, but it was in the window. Uh, that's where you should have been sleeping. <laughs> right. I hadn't thought about that. But yes, there was a snowfall in the window. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. And but it wasn't in the store proper. Gotcha. It was kind of it was well, it was kind of out on display. Okay. So if I had fallen asleep on the sofa, I would have been like in the window asleep in the store. <laughs> so it yeah. just wasn't quite hey, right. I'm just looking for a little continuity. No, 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 no you're you're absolutely right. I guess yeah. we did have sofas back then. Yeah. But they were not in the store. Okay. They were in the window. I'm with you. And uh, so anyway, this big guy's out there in the window. And you know, I'm. How I'm, much is that Indian I'm bigger, in the window? I'm bigger now than I used to be. The one with the <laughs> bottle of booze. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm not a big guy to begin with. I'm bigger now. Yeah. But I. I was. I was a scrawny 19-year-old. Okay. And. There was a giant drunken <laughs> Indian in the window. Yeah. And I sort of stood there for a while going, now what am I going to do? Sure. And and I say, well, I could go in and I could call the cops. Yeah. But they're going to take forever to get here. Sure. And it's probably not a situation in which you need to call the cops. I mean, he isn't really... I don't want to... He's, he's not, not causing violent, trouble. Yeah. So... Uh, so I say, all right, I got, look, if I'm going to be a manager, I got to man up and I got to go deal with this situation. Amen. We so, grab life by the cojones. So, so I walked into the window and I, I said, you know, excuse me. Because <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> like, what, do you, what would you have said? Uh, I don't know. I probably would have tried to wake him up uh, gently, maybe, maybe perhaps I'll with a song. Sure. Yeah. Uh, exactly. What so is that is. Yeah. Right. right. So, so I was either going to sing to him, but instead I decided for like, uh, excuse me. Yeah. And it took a couple of those at increasing volumes, yeah. and finally till the fi- guy. Till, excuse till me. So finally, till finally, this giant motherfucker of an Indian, <laughs> kind of lifts his head up. He's laying down on the sofa. His he hasn't put his feet on the sofa, but they're kind of dangling off. Yeah. But he's too big for this sofa anyway. But he's, he lifts up his head and he looks at me. He's like, "What?" And it's I'm like, like uh, "I'm like, listen, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but you can't sleep in the window." I don't know like why I'm apologizing you're, you're to him. You're kind of you're in a place where you're not really supposed. Yeah, to I said, be. I, the display. I said, "Look, I'm really sorry, but you can't sleep in my window display." Right. And he's like, "Oh yeah, all right." He's kind of coming to a little uh, bit, you know. Oh, and, I, I and get so, it. But he I can't. He can't lift just himself. Just I try. He can't lift himself up. So he's kind of reaching his hand out to me. Right. Okay. And this guy's a monster. It's like an I'm Amazon. Not, I'm not giving you my hand. You'll just take me he's, down with he's, you. He's, well, no, no. So, I, you know, he's like reaching up to me to help. Please help right. me. And Aww. so I put my hand out to, to, to you know, I brace myself because he's a big dude. Sure. I put my hand out to give him a tug. And I swear, my hand disappears inside his hand. <laughs> That's how big he is. <laughs> like a small child he, trying to help a grown-up. Yeah, if he was holding a basket, you know, if he was holding a basketball, that's like me holding a softball. Oh, man. You know, I mean, his hand is just, I, I swear to you, it's as big as my head. Right. Okay, and his head is as big as a medicine ball. Okay. You know, he's just huge. Uh, and for when those I of us who haven't seen a medicine ball, uh, watermelon, uh, but a large watermelon. Okay. And and so I I help him. I I pull him up. And so when you help I, the big friendly giant. Yeah. So when I lift him up out of the thing, he stands. I'm gonna say a foot, a foot and a half over me. So like what, <laughs> six, seven? Yeah. He's he's a no. Uh, no, no. He's got to be seven foot tall. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, you're six foot tall. I'm six foot tall. This I'm, guy is huge. I'm, uh, yeah. This guy is huge. I'm five nine. Man, that so would, he would have dwarfed me. Anyway, he was very sweet. Yeah. And he got out of the got out of the window. Sure. And, you know, I kind of led him around. Yep. And th- but this very same night. Yeah. 
I get, I'm working, I'm doing, I'm doing my stuff, yeah. and I hear at the back door where I receive merchandise, yeah. I hear. That's not a good sound. Not at night. That's not what you want to hear on the back door. No. But I'm like, and so I'm what like, what time uh, is it? Uh, it's got to be about six thirty, seven o'clock. Okay, and so it's dark. Ca- right, because it's winterish, right? It, well, it's October. It's getting cold. Yeah. Okay, but you're. It, it, it's p- way past the time when you should be receiving shipments anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's night. And I'm, there's no way I should receive a shipment, but I'm hearing. Right. Okay. And I'm like, oh, what's that? So I think Elsie, who's my assistant manager I say look Elsie I'm going to go check out what's at the back door did you call her Natasha but she looked like Elsie no okay. no but she but I, did, I don't want to go couldn't to Chelsea. think of anything but Elsie she will for the SS okay I'm not sure where that's from but yeah I'm going to post you a picture of it you'll okay. enjoy that <laughs> all right uh, it was filmed Elsie she will for the SS happens to be filmed in Montreal by the way oh okay that's uh, pertinent yeah in Centerville anyway whole nother story for a whole nother time. But anyway, sure. this Indian, so this Indian's at the back of the door. As oh, they I often guess are. I guess I've given you a spoiler. So, yeah. so <laughs> I, I, I spoiler, open. Spoiler, spoiler, <coughs> it's an Indian. So I open, I go to the back door and I open up the back door. And it's an Indian. And it's an there Indian. There we go. We're and up to the point <laughs> where you're spoiled. <laughs> and it's an Indian. And he's, he's teetering. And, and he's, <laughs> he's on a, the way it works is, is that there's this, uh, there's my back door, then there's this wooden dock, and trucks back up to that wooden dock, so that dock is truck height, but there's no railing around it because trucks back up to it right, to load so onto. so you can receive shipments. Yeah, and but it's got a little staircase to go down. Sure. So he's walked up the staircase, he's standing on it, he's banging at the back door. I open it, there's an Indian there, not nearly as big as the other guy, by the way. Oh. About my size, maybe not, maybe not even as tall as me. He's teetering. Right. He's holding on to the door okay. that I've opened. <laughs> and he's teetering back and forth. And he says to me, I just was joking. And I said, I'm sorry. I don't speak the native language. Right. And he said, I, can I, I need looking for work. And I said, no. <laughs> well, I, if I, you come back between I, I said, these I, hours. I said, you know, I don't really have any work. And besides, it's late. We're getting ready to close. And I, I haven't. I just want to work for the day. I said, you know, if I had some work and or something, you it's know. Like, Do that, you know what time it is? So, well, wait. Get to that. Yeah. He says, so he says to me exactly that. He says, what time is it? And he yeah. reaches for my arm. Right. And I'm wearing a watch. Right. But he the way that he grabbed my arm was kind of in a threatening way. Sure. So I pushed him. Yeah. Away from me. Yeah. And he's teetering. Yeah. And he falls right off the back of the loading dock. <laughs> <laughs> Just like smack into like a gravel pit. Oh. You know, and he's laying on his back back there. And I'm like, oh, shit. And you're thinking, oh, my God, there goes the last of the Mohicans. I've I've killed the guy. (laughs) I killed an Indian. (laughs) I'm just as bad as all the other marauders who've come over from... Is that a hate crime? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. but anyway, so so I'm, I'm like, oh, shit, what do I do? Yeah. You know, so I close the door. <laughs> I ran back. <laughs> and try and forget about it. I ran back into the thing, and I said, I, I, and I got on the phone, and I called an ambulance. Right. I said, I told him what had happened. I said, look, there's this guy. He was banging at my back door. He was drunk. I, he grabbed my arm. I pushed him. He fell off the back. And I said, you need to send a... An ambulance. An ambulance. Anyway, so they did send an ambulance. By the time the ambulance got there, he was gone. Right, because he had drunken retard strength. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Didn't feel any of the pain. Yeah. It kind of stunned him. Took him by surprise. And, you know, it's like when when you fall down when you're drunk like that, you know, you got to stare at this guy for a while. Kind of get your bearings. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so that's... Ooh, what happened? That's what had happened to him. I had a similar, uh, I had a similar situation where uh, I won't say his name, but I woke up to hear 
I woke up and uh, a friend of mine had come over and he was depressed and uh, he'd been drinking quite a bit. Well, he hadn't been drinking, but he got <coughs> to my place and he started drinking. Right. And uh, he started drinking quite a bit and uh, I, I, you know, at a certain point I was getting tired. I had to work the next day. So I said, you know what, you just take care of yourself. You know, you curl up on the... I think he curled up on the bathroom floor because he was too drunk and I think he had been thrown up or something. And I said, you're going to be all right. You know, like, I'm going to leave you here. I'm going to go to bed. You keep drinking or doing whatever you want to do. I'm not, you know, like, he seemed at the point where he was pretty much done. So it's like, you stay here. If you need to throw up, the toilet's right there, you know. And uh, I wake up at about, mm, I want to say 3 o'clock in the morning. <coughs> And I hear water trickling. Okay. And I'm like, that's odd. You know, I wonder if... But uh, I, I wonder if he's... Uh, I wonder if he's, like, awake or doing something or getting a glass of water. <coughs> and I'm like, uh, but, you know, maybe he's just taking a leak and I don't want to walk in on him. Sure. And so I... Uh, I kind of... I'm like, but I better check. So I walk into the bathroom, and I look, kind of peek around the corner, because I don't want to, you know, just burst in on him. And he's standing, and I'll, I'll lay it out for you a little bit. The toilet is against the back wall to, as I enter the room, is against the back wall to the uh, left. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Behind that is the shower, and behind that is a closet. Okay. And uh, just in front of the... All kind of like in a row. All kind of in a row going towards the back wall. And and he is facing me, peeing. Oh, that's not good. No. Towards the door. Towards the door. And... And... And I'm like... And oh yeah, and uh, the carpet in the bathroom in this particular bathroom was there was there was carpet there. It wasn't like you know tile floor or linoleum or anything <laughs> like that. It was just a carpeted bathroom floor. Poor choice. But there it carpet's was. Carpet's always a bad choice for yeah. the bathroom. So he so he's peeing, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Stop! You know the toilet's behind you. And he's just not hearing me. Sure. So I just... I w- Besides, you know how hard it is to turn the hose off? Well, I mean, they don't call it a piss cutter for no reason. Man. Yeah. So I... I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. I'll, I, I'm trying to... I don't want to rush him because I don't yeah. want him to pee on me. Sure. <laughs> but I need to get him to stop peeing. And so I kind of like... I, I kind of go <coughs> and I kind of try and sneak around him to turn him around. Hip check him into the shower? Well, I'm trying to like push his shoulder so that he'll turn around and pee in the toilet, which was directly behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and as I push him, he stumbles backwards, falls, hits his back on the toilet, and then hits his head on the shower. Lesson learned. <laughs> He's just kind of lying there. <laughs> and I'm In a thinking, pool of his own and urine. And he fell hard. I mean, imagine just like falling. You know, I kind of pushed him, and he just <laughs> fell straight back onto the toilet and then hit his head on the shower and fell down to the ground. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I just paralyzed my friend. <laughs> That's it. He's going to be in a wheelchair. <coughs> uh, I'll, I, You know, I'll have this on my shoulders forever. <laughs> you know, it'll be my cross to bear. I paralyzed one of my friends. Sure. And, my uh, first, my dad kills an Indian. Yeah. And now I now paralyzed, paralyzed my friend. A friend. Uh, but as it turns out, he was fine. Yeah. Uh, drunken, uh, retarded super strength. <laughs> drunken, retarded super strength. Right. Uh, I would say it's an invincibility. You also have the super strength, but that's like drunken, retard invincibility. Right. So, right. you know, but he had it. <coughs> woke up the next morning, didn't know what happened. Excellent. Wasn't sore. Make him clean it up. Uh, you know, I think I started to clean it up. 
Because he started to come out of it after I hit him so hard. Sure. And uh, and it was one of those things where like he was trying to help me clean up, but he wasn't making it better. Sure, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You're like, just, get the hell out of here. I was like, I can't know. Uh, you know, and I didn't want it to sit there. No, you no, know, I was, no. I no, almost no. said, ah, fuck it, I'll leave it till morning, but I didn't want the pee to sit in the carpet no, all no, night. Uh, and uh, so I kind of soaked it up, and I wasn't really sure how gross. to approach it. Yeah, it's bad. Well, <laughs> that was well I got one more drunken Indian, drunken Edmonton Indian story for you. All right, and then I can put these Edmonton Indian stories to bed. All right, um, one little, two little, three little <laughs> Indians. All right, go ahead. So it was my last one of my last nights in Edmonton. I was getting ready to go back home. Uh, it was around December, almost Christmas, if not like the twenty third or something. Okay. And uh, I was, I, in a couple of days I was going home and I wanted to do something nice for the woman who had let me stay in her house for free for the entire time I was there. I hadn't spoken boo to her. I maybe saw her once, you know, in passing, said, hey. Right. And, uh, and. But she had done a cool thing. Oh, she had done a totally cool thing. And I just, I really appreciated it. I wanted to say thank you. So what I decided I would do was uh, she had she had been in the store once while I was there and she had been shopping for kimonos and stuff like that. Okay. So I picked out a kimono that she had been looking at. I put it aside. I grabbed a, a nice uh, set of wine glasses and a bo- I wanted to bring a bottle of wine. To give to her as a parting gift. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. You're a and, swell fella. And, uh, you know, it didn't cost me a dime to stay there the whole time. Right. So it was the least I could do, and, and I really felt grateful, and and uh, I just wanted a really nice way to say thank you. Anyway, so sure. so I had everything set. I had my kimono under my arm, and I had my wine glasses in my bag, and, and I was stopping off at the Alberta Liquor Control Board. <laughs> yeah. You can't, don't go to a liquor store in Alberta. You go to the Alberta... It's like Quebec. They have the SAQ. Right. You know, you can't just go anywhere and buy... Well, and in Vermont, all the liquor stores are... Well, they're private. Yeah. No, they're private. Well, they're, they're government licensed. They're privately owned, but they're government licensed. And you can go to the... The pricing is set by the government. Right. Yeah. Well, in Canada, they're run by the government. Oh, it's okay. a government store. Ooh, cool. Cushy government job. So... Running I the sack. That's right. So I go in, and uh, and I'm, I'm uh, 19... I've, I've been drinking in Montreal since I was 16. <laughs> had my license. Right. You know, everything is cool. No problem there. I'm perfectly legal age. Yeah. I go in, and I want to get her, like, a bottle. I don't know anything about wine at the time, because I'm thinking she might like, like a nice blue nun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, you go in the store. You look for blue nun. You'll find it. You'll see. Anyway, it's a white wine. It's like a leap from ish. It's a mild German wine. Okay. Nothing fancy. Right. But it had a cool blue bottle and blah, blah, sure. blah. So, uh, so I want to go in and I grab this and it's like six bucks. Sure. Maybe ten bucks tops. But I think it was around six. Anyway, so I, I go in, I get to the counter and I, I think it was ten bucks. And I got to the counter and I start to pay for it and she said, can I see your ID? Mm-hmm. I show her my driver's license. She says, no, no, you have to have a liquor control card. Or, no, no. She says, you have to have Alberta ID. What the fuck? And I said, well, I don't live in Alberta. I'm from Montreal. But I have my driver's license. And she says, well, you have to have Alberta ID. And I said, you're kidding me. So I Do gotta you think she was just fucking with you? I don't know. But and she, if you'd had a well, clerk, maybe that... She said, you can get a l- temporary liquor control card. Yeah. While you're here. I said, great, sign me up. She said, well, I'll sign you up, but it won't come to you for a week. I said, well, I need a fucking bottle of wine right now. Are you kidding me? I've got to be from Alberta to drink? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And she said, she said, I'm sorry, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. And I was just, I walked out of that store. It was totally fucking with my plan. Right. And I walked out and I was mad. And I was just frustrated. I needed this bottle of wine. And what the hell was I going to do? And so I'm, I'm stewing. I'm outside stewing. And I go over near the parking lot. Right. And there's a big crowd of Indians who are at the liquor store drinking. 
Okay. And and I see them knocking. <laughs> you don't want to waste any time. You want to get right outside the liquor store and knock that crack it open, open. Crack it open. Yeah. Unscrew it right away. Yeah. So I I see the good guys. They're drinking wine, but it's like cheap, you know, Thunderbird wine. Sure. And I know that stuff is super cheap. Sure. So I I say to the guy, I see the Indian there, and he says, hey, he mumbles something at me. Right. And I said, hey, I got a favor to ask you. I said, look, I'm from Montreal. They're not letting me buy my damn bottle of wine. Right. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. So I say, listen, I, I tell you what, I'll buy you two of what you're having. Right. If you go get me a bottle of wine that I want. Right. And the guy said, all right. And so I figure his bottle's about $3. So that's six for the two of those. Six right. for mine. You know, it's 12 bucks total. I give yeah. him a 20. So I reach into my pocket, and all I got is a 50. Ooh. And I'm Say like, goodbye to that change. And I'm like, uh. But I don't care. I'm mad. I'm you like, just get the your hell with on. this noise. So I'm mad, and I'm like. Who carries around 50. I I don't know, but I had a fifty. Edmonton was weird for money. Like, for example, they used two dollar, but they didn't use two dollar bills, and I was used to two dollar bills because, in right. uh, apparently in Alberta they bought votes with two dollar. I don't know. Anyways, bad luck for gambling or something. I don't know. Whatever it was, so I had my fifties anyway. <laughs> I had, all I had was a fifty. That was the smallest bill I had. I I gave the guy the fifty, and I stood outside. Yeah. I told him what I wanted. Yeah. You know, I described it. He knew. Yeah. I said, okay. He's familiar with the bottle. He's familiar. So I said, I stood outside with his maybe dozen buddies. Yeah. Me, scrawny. <laughs> scrawny white <laughs> scrawny kid. Scrawny white kid with these giant Indians uh-huh. bitching about how it's bullshit that I can't go in and buy liquor. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, but there's nothing that. Uh, uh, starts instant camaraderie like the man <coughs> trying to keep you down. Well, yes, and it did, and <laughs> and I was counting on it, and but I was thinking, I, I'm not 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 only am I never going to see my bottle of wine, but I'm never going to see this guy's going to either one of two things: he's going to exit stage left, and I'm never going to see him again, and bye bye fifty dollar bill, or he's going to come. More he's going to come back with ten bottles of Thunderbird. Sure. Right. And what am I going to do then? Right. So anyway, so I'm waiting, and it's waiting, and I'm waiting, and and the Indians are getting more and more boisterous, and sure, and I'm getting more and more nervous. And then out comes this guy. Yeah. He's got my bottle of wine. Perfect. He's got two of his own. Sure. He gives me all the change. Nice. Honest engine. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> all right. And. Uh, so I'm like, listen, thank you very much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. Enjoy your wine. I, you know, I'm really happy. I, I, I needed this because I'm giving it as a gift, and I can't thank you enough. Right. You guys have a great evening. Yeah. No, no, you got to drink with us. Thank you. Uh, no, listen, no, no, no. You guys go ahead. That stuff's for you. Don't. You don't have to. I got to get moving anyway. No, no, you got to come. And they're surrounding me now. Nah, nah, nah. It's okay. Listen, I really appreciate it. Ah, I'd love to stay and drink with you, but I got to go. I'm tapping my watch. I'm looking at the, eh, eh, yeah. Nothing. They're not having it. I'm drinking with them. Uh, so the guy has uncapped his, and he's bringing it up to his mouth. And I'm thinking I'm either drinking before him or I'm drinking after him. I snatch the bottle from his hand. I take a great big gulp, 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 gulp. Duh. Hand it back to him. Everybody cheers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I say, listen, man, I got to go. Thanks so much. Bang. And off I went. Oh, that had a happy ending. It did have a very happy ending. That's nice. And I was able to give my gift. She was very appreciative and uh, all went well. Uh, and then tied back in nicely to your first story. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. You like that? All right. Uh, so that's my uh, that's my Edmonton uh, Edmonton Indian stories. Nice. Uh, well, why don't we stop it here? Uh, because we got to. Uh, I, I don't have enough battery life left. I think to record let's, the rest. Let's of the show. can it, and we'll do the rest later. Uh, all right, sounds good. Okay, we're back. Oh, we are back. 
so I just told my Edmonton story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now it's your turn. You got to tell the story. You you remember that thing that you and your brother did that you didn't want to tell your mom and I way back when when you did the thing. Oh wait, oh, you mean with the car? Yeah, that's the one I mean. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you really just suckered me. <laughs> you suckered me into telling a story <laughs> that you didn't already know about. <laughs> Christ! So what the hell happened with my car? <laughs> it was fairly crafty. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, this is actually not your car. Oh, good. Well, then tell the story. Tell away, my good man. Uh, you think uh, Chris is going to listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, it's not bad because it all ended up working out the same <laughs> as... <laughs> Maybe we should scrap this and start again. <laughs> no, I think you should tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. Sure. <coughs> tell so it from your perspective. Oh, no, no, no. Tell it from your brother's perspective. No, no, tell it from your perspective. Can, I tell, it, how about I, can I tell it from God's perspective? Uh, sure, tell it from God's perspective. So these two boys were up to no good one fine evening. <laughs> He's a Brit, God. Well, I don't know why he sounds like Patrick Stewart, but... <laughs> He's commander of a starship. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> starship universe, baby. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> All right, um, tell, us, uh, tell us the story. So, okay, I think it was... Had to be January. Had to be. There it was, was snow on the ground. There was a lot of snow this particular day, and I think what happened was is I had been working, and uh, Chris's car had been left to me to use while he was gone, probably to the Dominican. Well, if it was January, he was soaking up the sun in the Dominican Republic. Right, and so uh, I was using so his. So don't feel too bad for him. Right, and I was using his car. Uh, as, you know, while he was gone, you know, just driving it around, because it, it had heat and mine did not, ah, uh, okay. which was nice. And so uh, what happened was is that Ian, I can't remember why I wasn't at home. I think I was maybe over at a friend's house or something like that, and they had given me a ride. For some reason, th- th- my car wasn't where Ian was, which was at my place. Uh, up at Man and Pops. And uh, so... Oh, man, I'm going to get in trouble for telling this story. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, it's really not that bad. What happened was is that I told Ian he couldn't go anywhere, and he did. And he took Chris's car because uh, it had heat. That jackass. Yes. He didn't have a license, did he? Not at the time. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, permit, maybe. Sure. Permit. Yeah. Oh, man, Ian's going to give me shit for telling this story, too, now. <laughs> oh, I'm just not winning. Uh, okay, so... I can't believe you fell for my ploy. Oh, man, shit. I really, <laughs> I really didn't think this one through. Uh, you know, it's not that I think I've told you this story. It's just that uh, no one else is really <laughs> supposed to know about it. <laughs> and you totally suckered me in. Anyway, so uh, what happened was is Ian took the car, and I get home from wherever I was. When I see him, by the way, he's going to get such a spanking. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to get one, too, from him, probably. <laughs> and uh, and then another one when Chris uh, <laughs> visits next time. <laughs> But uh, but Ian took the car that had the heat, which was Chris's car, which was the one I was driving. Right. And it's not that I gave him permission to take the car. That's just what he took. Uh, sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I didn't give him permission. doesn't seem like something I would have done because <laughs> I was pretty paranoid <laughs> about the car. Sure. Um, and if he did, it was because he – if I did, it was because he said, hey, can I take the car to go grab something? And I said – Yes, and he didn't specify which car or something like that. Sure. And just took, took the one he wanted. One. Yeah. Right. So there I am at home. Uh, can't really go anywhere. And uh, I'm waiting. I, I get home fairly late for whatever reason. I think I closed the store. And I'm like, fuck, you know, Ian said he was going to run out and grab something and then come right back. And that was at six o'clock you know and now i'm back at nine ish and i'm like where the fuck is ian 
And so I call him, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're out. We went to the party store uh, to grab something, and then, you know, we're coming back in a little while. I want to swing by Harley's and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, you got to get back here. I'm really not comfortable. You took Chris's car. It's fucking freaking me out. You know, get back here. Uh, Hours later, at about 11 o'clock. Hey, Ian, where are you? What the fuck's going on? Oh, I'm at Harley's, blah, blah, blah. We're just hanging out. Whatever. Uh, I'm like, Ian, you better fucking get this car back here because, you know, I'm I'm getting pissed off now. And so uh, he... So flash cut a couple hours later. It's about one in the morning. Ian comes bursting through the door, panting, like a motherfucker. And the part that I didn't tell about this story is that there was a a giant snowstorm that started while I was on my way home from work. <laughs> and so meanwhile, I'm like, I'm telling him, you got to get home now because it's really bad outside and I don't want you driving on the roads. You know, Ian was a good driver, but he wasn't a good driver yet. He you know? certainly wasn't an experienced right, driver. Right, exactly. So I'm like, dude, you got to get the fuck home because it's getting bad out there and you're not going to be able to make it. And I can't, nothing bad can happen to the car. Famous last words. So, uh, you know, the I think uh, what happened next is Ian busts through the door, panting, saying, uh, I can't. We walked all the way up the hill. And I'm like, what happened? And this is he, when you were living at... Uh, at the guest house. Gotcha. Yeah. Ian busts through the door. Uh, Jeremy's like kind of uh, under his arm. He's kind of been carrying him up the hill. Jeremy's wasted, I think. Uh, is it? Uh, was it Jeremy? Could have been someone else. Uh, someone was with him. I can't remember who. But uh, so... Jeremy was a little too drunk, or whoever it was, and uh, so Ian had driven, and because I think Jeremy had his license, um, and so he he proceeds to tell me that he made it home in the blizzard, you know, through inches and inches of snow, made it all the way home, only to get about halfway up the driveway and take the ditch, taking off the mirror and denting the side door. Fuck. So, at that point, uh, I'm pissed because now uh, the car that's been left in my care has been damaged. Sure. Uh, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm taking care of this, you know. Uh, And uh, and now I've got to go fucking dig a car out of a ditch. (laughs) (laughs) Pull it back up the hill. So you took the heat for it. So I took the heat for it. Well, here was the stipulation. Because Ian felt really bad about it. And he knew what he did was fucked up. Uh, So what ended up happening was I took the heat and I said, Look, I'm going to tell Chris that I'll repair, I'll pay for all the repairs. But guess what? You're paying for all the repairs. <laughs> you know, I will take the heat for this. I'll cop to it. I'll say that it was my fault. Uh, you know, I'll take the bad rap. But whatever Chris says when I t- I tell when you know when he takes it in for an estimate on the damages, that's what you're ponying up. And that's essentially what happened. So you know, it's no, it's not much worse than if I had accidentally crashed the car. Sure. Although if Ian hadn't taken it in the first place, none of this would have happened. Of course. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah, that's essentially how it broke down, you yeah. know. And when Chris said it's going to be X to repair it, you know, we sent the check, and that was that. You know, uh, I would tell you a similar story. Yeah. But I don't want to get the law involved. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so I can't go into it. C- can you? Can you uh, tell it as a hypothetical story? Uh, I might be able to do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's say, for example. Yeah. That uh, this is all hypothetical. Hypothetically speaking, this is not happening to anyone. Hypothetically speaking, or we, anyone you know. There's a guy. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, we'll call him John. Okay. Okay. So John owns a car. Sure. And uh, he's uh, letting his children drive it on a regular basis, but they're not. How should we say exactly insured? <laughs> okay. So, and his kids, uh, oh, I don't know, let's say drive the car into a ditch. 
I think I know the kids in this scenario. And uh, I, I know how they would feel. You I think know, I know you how can, they would you feel. Can I appreciate how they yeah. would feel. And uh, so uh, uh, John might have, in a hypothetical situation, in a completely hypothetical situation, told the insurance company that he was driving at the time. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. That could have happened. That could be a thing that would happen. I can see how that would play out, <laughs> you know, in my head, completely unrelated to yes. reality. R exactly. If right. such a thing, I mean, no one. No one would no clearly one would do such. Clearly, a thing. no one would do that. Totally hypothetical yeah. situation. Yeah. Because that would be wrong. Incidentally, what's the statute of limitations on that kind of thing? God, I I don't know. <laughs> Twenty five uh, years. <laughs> I hope it's long. Uh, no, no. It's That's not what that sentence is. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, geez, I have to work out a plea bargain. <laughs> I mean, John would have to theoretically work out a plea bargain. Sure. If he, if he, Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. In this, hypo <laughs> in this <laughs> hypothetical situation that never happened. Uh, well, that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, you're so going to get in trouble. Yeah, you know, I'm over it now. All right, very good. I did most that was a good that was a good story though. <laughs> yeah. That was an excellent story. Yeah. But I, what I was really thinking about I was I was thinking about that other time that uh you were with Ian. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it was that thing that you guys did. Don't you remember you, you hadn't told anybody about? I'm not going to fall for it again. Oh. <laughs> I thought I might get you on yeah. the hook again. <clears throat> no. Nope. Uh nope. Although, yeah. All right, maybe I got one. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we, you know, we used to hang out downtown a lot. Sure. And, uh, you know, we were trying to figure out a caper. You know, we wanted to plan something that wouldn't really hurt anybody, but something that would get noticed and, you know, something like that. Uh, we just wanted to cause mischief, essentially. But Ian and I being the semi you know, respectful kids that we are, we didn't want to do anything that would permanently damage something like vandalism. Sure. We didn't want to like destroy anything. You know, we didn't want to get, we didn't, if we were going to get caught by the cops, we didn't want it to be something Wait, let where. Let me interject here. As I recall correctly, uh, John didn't say he was driving the car. Right. He just didn't say who was. Sure. Nice. Anyway, go ahead. I'm Fair sorry. enough. <laughs> <coughs> so, uh, yes. So, uh, we we didn't want to destroy anything. Uh, we didn't want to vandalize anything. Uh, you know, we had a pretty set... <laughs> we had specific rules for how we wanted to create our mischief. We wanted the worst that could happen. And it's, and it's weird when you're trying to do something like that because you want it to get noticed and you want it to be... Uh, you know, kind of exciting, and there has to be that element of like, ooh, if I get caught, you know, what's gonna happen? We don't know. Sure. So here's what we came up with: <laughs> we went to the store, and it was the middle of summer. We went to the store. We bought a big kind of jug of laundry detergent, the biggest jug we could find. Then we walked around the corner, uh, from I guess it was the Brooks at the time. We walked around the corner, uh, we put it in a backpack, we walked around the corner, then we went and discreetly sat by the fountain, and <laughs> I walked over, and, uh, oh yeah, because we had a buddy of ours with us, and, uh, you know, we had all kind of planned it together, and everyone was too chicken shit to go <laughs> over and dump the thing. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, because it was broad fucking daylight. I mean, it's not like we were doing this in the middle of the night. We, we didn't think it through that much, you know? So, it's broad daylight. Uh, there's people out on Church Street, you know? And n so, nobody, of course, wanted to just go over and, <laughs> you know, dump right, the detergent. Right, right, right. Uh, so, what I did was I took it, I put it in my backpack, and I kind of went and I sat by that little grate, you yeah, know, that yeah, giant... Yeah. And I started opening up my backpack and kind of fiddling around in there. And what I was doing was unscrewing <laughs> the cap so it was all ready to go. <laughs> and then I kind of lined it up just right and tipped over the backpack. And all the detergent <laughs> just slowly spilled out into the grate. And in about, <laughs> I want to say, 
half an hour, 45 minutes, the whole thing was, was just suds and <laughs> just total. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Oh, yeah, that's that's that. pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. Yeah, and I mean, the real trick was pulling it off in broad daylight. I mean, that took some. I was, I was getting oh, creative. A daylight heist. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah, that was that's bold. Yeah, that was tricky. <laughs> that was easily one of my trickiest capers. Yeah, that's a good one. See, you do have stories to tell. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. And then we were also freaked out that we hightailed it down to the beach. You know. Like, we, we were just like... Uh, you thought somebody would uh, trace it back to you? Well, because we were all just kind of standing there waiting for the bubbles to show up, and then we were like, oh, this is kind of dumb, you know? Like, <laughs> the bubbles are about to come, and here's three uh, <laughs> three delinquent-looking children just standing around the water giggling. fountain with an empty bottle of detergent G- in one giggling. of their backpacks. <laughs> giggling, yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, we ran, and I think we even changed our clothes... Really? Uh, yeah, well, because people saw us do it, you know, like cause somebody, f- you know, a, a few passersby kind of looked over and saw what we were doing. It wasn't, it was discreet, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't invisible. It <laughs> 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 so, no, yeah. if you guys could be invisible, you'd be in the girls' locker room. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Without a doubt. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a pretty. That's a pretty good caper. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we did like that. That was about it. Oh, uh, there was the time where we started the, what did we start? We started some sort of group, some sort of organization. The Vermont, uh, the Vermont Liberation something. (laughs) And we wrote up this whole manifesto uh, of our political views. And uh, we went down to Recycle North and we bought a Fisher-Price table. You know, like those little picnic tables for kids. And uh, we dragged <coughs> it all the way up from Recycle North. I think we carried it on the bus with us. To Church Street? To Church Street. And set it out on Church Street and started handing out pamphlets. <laughs> really? Did you get any reaction? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh, that's uh, pretty funny. Yeah. So, uh, I th- and it, it, you know, it was like a whole anarchist uh, kind of... Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Could, we get a, could we get a copy of it? <sighs> you know, there's probably nothing s- sitting around. I don't know if we'd have any lying around. I'm trying to remember what the name of it was, you know, because we had the acronym so that it spelled something out. Like it was the Vermont, (laughs) you know, Anarchist Liberation Front Valve or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whose cockamamie idea was that? That was probably a mix between (coughs) Ian and. Evans. I was going to say it sounds Ian-ish. Yeah. Uh, Evan, I think, was the driving force behind it because he was all, you know... Political. Like, he was the political kid. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we... Uh, he was a dick, though. That kid was an asshole. Really? Yeah, I can't remember his last name, which is probably good because I wouldn't say it even if I could. Who's the kid get, that Ian got in that fight with? Uh, which one? <laughs> 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 I, was try- I was trying to draw you out again. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. There was a fight. There was a big one, too. Oh. Well, I could tell a story. I'm going to use aliases, though. Yeah, go ahead. Alias away. Um. Okay, well, before I tell that story, I'm going to tell another story. The, remember that Evan kid I was talking about just a second ago? What are you, Ron White? He was the same... <laughs> <laughs> Before I tell you that story, <laughs> let me tell you this story. Uh, well, Evan, <coughs> the kid that I was talking about, uh, was the same kid that I got a ticket for walking across the highway with. Oh, right. Oh, God, what a fucking piss cutter that I was. I can't believe you got a ticket for that. Uh, the cop was just being shitty. And I called him, right? Yeah, you called him. and oh, Okay, well, because here's what happened. Because here's what happened. Uh, we were walking back from the U-Mall uh Towards downtown, because we missed the last bus. So, uh, we decided, all right, well, you know, it's not that far. We'll just hoof it, you know, and in an hour we'll be home. (laughs) And so, uh, we start going, and we realize that we don't really know where to walk. It wasn't clear, and we'd never made the journey before, you know, on foot. So... We're just doing what any person would do if they knew kind of where they were going but not how to get there, which is walk in a straight fucking line to the place you're trying to go, you know, because we know which way downtown is because it's towards the lake. So we just start walking 
downtown, you know, towards downtown. <laughs> you know, hopping fences and stuff and being places I'm sure we're not supposed to be just because, you know. But not causing trouble. But not causing trouble. We're just trying to go, you right. know. And so at a certain point, we get to the – there's the on and off ramps and the highway uh, at 189 – or 89. And so we're – we're kind of standing there, and it's fucking busy. There's cars zooming <laughs> by at, you know, <laughs> 80 miles per hour. Yeah, it's an interstate. Yeah, and so we're kind of looking. We're like, fuck, we're going to die doing this, you know, but we got to get home. So, uh, you know, we're kind of waiting, and we're sitting there for about two, three minutes waiting for all the cars to go by. And we're kind of figuring out, because the cars are moving a lot faster than usual, we actually took the time to kind of look and see, okay, well, if the car's all the way over there, would that give me enough time to run across, you know, and not get killed? And so we're sitting there for a good long while trying to figure it out and time it out. And so finally we're about to go, and uh, around around the corner uh, comes uh, a sheriff, you know, a guy in a sheriff's vehicle. Or as I like to call him, an asshole. And we're kind of standing there, and we watch him zoom right by. And we're kind of like, ooh, you know, like, did he, is, are what we doing, are we wrong? Is what we're doing wrong? Did he see us? <laughs> if he saw us, wouldn't he stop? You know, like, <laughs> and we're kind of like, okay, well, I guess we're in the clear. And so we book it across there. We book it across the highway. Uh, then we're booking it across the next ramp, or we're about to come up on the next ramp. And uh, he's sitting at the top of the hill. Just waiting for us. Big old sunglasses. Yeah. And like idiots, we kind of keep walking towards him, you know, because he's just standing there looking at us. And if I had been a smarter man, I would just would have turned around and started walking the other direction. Sure. You know, and been like, fuck it. If you want me, you're going to have to meet me on the other side. You know, (laughs) screw you. (laughs) Uh, But we didn't do that, and we just kind of started walking towards him because we figured, worst case scenario, he just gives us a hard time. Says, hey, yeah, hey, you know, this is dangerous. Don't do that. You know, you guys got to be more careful. Uh, We thought it was a safety issue, and turns out it's a money, it's a fundraising issue. Yeah, give a kid a chicken shit ticket issue. Right. Yeah, it's more fundraising than safety. Right. So we're, and I wish I'd kept the ticket because I'd love to know that officer's name and know if he's still. Out there terrorizing I children. I calling him. He's a total dick. Oh, yeah. So, well, we got there, and we're waiting, and, you know, people are waiting for us downtown and stuff like that. And so I'm on the phone with Ian while the guy's in the, you know, I had my license on me or something like that. And that was fucked up because he asked for my license. And when he gave me the ticket, it was like two points on my license or something like that. Oh, and you could have just said, I don't have a driver's license. Right. And so, but, you know, I didn't, again, didn't know. I was 16, 17, had kind of no clue how these things worked, you know, that you could actually say, no, I don't have an ID on me. And uh, the other guy actually didn't have an ID on him, so uh, he didn't get two points on his license (laughs) or whatever. And so, uh, yep, handed us a ticket, $162, I think it was, to, for that journey. Bloody hell. And, uh, yeah, and you called him the next day because I came and you were working at Ashley but it was very early Ashley I think right very early because I remember that like I was walking downtown expecting to find you there or maybe but you were at the Ashley building getting stuff set up over there or it was like you had just started working there or something like that and uh, I remember you know you went into the I went into the office and I was like fuck here look what happened to me Look at this asshole. And you were like, I think you thought, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll call the officer and we'll try and get this sorted out. I mean, he can't expect you to really pay $162. And uh, you called him. And I think I remember you telling me about his end of the conversation. Well, you tell it. I mean, you talked to him. Well, I mean, I called him up and I just said, uh, you know, I introduced myself. I said, hi, you, you know, you were the, off. you know, it's a, well, what I did was I called and I found out that because I, I called the oh yeah you called house. you called the police department the department right. itself I called the department and they said well the you know the only person who has any discretion is the officer who was at the scene right but and you're welcome to call him 
Right. So I called him, and I had to wait until he was in. You know, he wasn't in. It was inconvenient. You know, anyway. So I called him up, and I introduced myself, and I said, listen, you know, I understand he, you know, my son was walking across the interstate and I, while I realized that's not a bright thing to do and something he's not <laughs> likely to redo. Right. Uh, you know, I think $162 ticket's a little bit excessive. Right. You know, he doesn't have $160, so you're giving me a ticket. Right. You know, and I don't see how that teaches him a lesson. Right. You know, and then he starts giving me some Tom Sawyer lecture about, well, maybe you should get a job and work it off. Right. Uh, I'm like, so there's nothing you can do? Uh, no, there's not. And I just, you know, I mean, I... I, I think he hung up on him at that point. I remember I did, you hanging I, up on I him because he was about to say something else. I and you were just like, uh, you know, whatever, goodbye, click. Yeah, I, I mean, I was trying to keep my temper because, you know, when you're opening a business, you can't be pissing off the police department. <laughs> It's really true. <laughs> right. You, know, you need their, you need them. Right. And uh, so you can't be making enemies of the police department. But so I was, I was just everything I could do to yeah. hold my hold my temper. Right. And uh, I, I ended up hanging up on him, and, uh, and we paid the goddamn ticket. Right. And uh, and that was the end of it. But that was it's that kind of that kind of stuff gives you just utter utter disrespect for the law. Right. Because he was pointless. Just absolutely worthless. Uh. So, anyway, that was pissing me off. Um, yeah. Oh. Should I, uh, should I tell my story, or do you want to rap, and I'll tell it another time? Uh, which story is it? <laughs> uh, this would be the uh, story between Bob and y- Yahweh. <laughs> If I'm gonna make up names <laughs> <laughs> and maintain really? the and maintain the oddness of each really, name, Bob had a had a had a beef with the Lord of the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The God of the Jews, Yahweh, really? Uh, all right, well, that's maybe fairly I'll, hard. Maybe I'll come up with something and closer. It was a fair fight, was it? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll come up with something closer to his name, but still not his name. Uh, let's see. Yoshi. Oh, sure. So Mario. Mario and Yoshi. And Yoshi go at yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, well, let's save it for another time. Yeah. You just have to tune in to another podcast. Tune in to one. the next Daily Ride. <laughs> Same Daily Ride time. No, it's whatever time you want because it's a podcast. podcast. Yeah. All right. Oh, well. Oh, well, screw that, uh, <laughs> screw that reference. Sure. Uh, so let's wrap it. Yeah, let's... Uh, uh, you, right now, actually, as people are hearing this... Yeah. You're soaking up the sun in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, because this will air. We're pre-recording this one. We're not doing our typical in-the-car thing. Although most of this ride was in the car. <laughs> most of this ride was in the car. It yeah. just happened to be going from Vermont or Montreal, Montreal to, to home to Vermont. Yeah, a uh, different kind of commute. Yeah, uh, but we got home and we realized that we uh, had didn't didn't quite didn't quite get, make it get enough recording. Didn't quite so pass muster. So uh, so this is the uh, this is the bonus segment. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess... Three tales, three tales that you really should have never heard. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. (coughs) Yeah, Especially that last one I told, the first first one around there. Uh, I'm going to regret that. Oh, yeah, you definitely are. Yeah. Uh, well, so, listen, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Okay. Uh, Uh, remember it's the www.dailyride.com. You mean daily-ride.com? It's www.daily-ride.com. There you go. Close enough. There's too many da-da, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can go there to receive email notifications. Uh, sure, you can, uh, you'll can. you find links to both Twitter and Facebook accounts. Sure, links to everything right there on the website. Right there on the website. And uh, you can leave comments if you like. Sure. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some. You know, we didn't have the comments part of it when we recorded the first part of this episode. That's true, but we do now, and I do want to read some of the comments. Let's do that now. Okay, yeah, let's read some of the comments. uh, I'll pull it up here. And because we've got some of our first comments on the website. Sure. And uh, I will do the uh, voice of you. Crosswalk will do the party of the first part. I don't know what the party of the first part is. You're gonna read the comment, and I'm gonna read the response. 
Okay, and so here we go. Start at the bottom. The very first comment uh, coming from one of our valued listeners said, "Yeah, uh, I want to die peacefully in my sleep like my grandfather, not screaming and yelling like the passengers in his car." That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, to which we replied. To which we replied. Uh, one of your valued listeners, to be fair, they had it coming when they served him that NyQuil, Valium, and red wine tryptophan and chamomile cocktail. Yes. Uh, I could have read that smoother, couldn't I? Yeah, a little bit. All right, you've got to work on our reading. NyQuil, Valium, red wine, tryptophan, and chamomile cocktail. That's it. Yeah. All right. And then uh, <sighs> Ian commented. Yep, just got my reminder to back up my DVD archive. <laughs> Thank you, Daily Ride. And we responded, just one of the many valuable services that we provide here at the Daily Ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And then Dan, and if I'm not mistaken, it's this is Dan L. Dan L. Yeah. I uh, can't keep up with all your great episodes, but it sure is fun trying. To which we replied... Francois and I are working on a 27 and a half hour day. If we all run east for five minutes, midnight, GMT, on December 31st, then we might be able to slow the Earth's rotation. Mm-hmm. I'm counting on everyone for that, by yeah, the way. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll, send it, we'll send out the Twitter <laughs> notification for when you start hoofing it. Anyway, you've had enough of us by now. Yep. Right on. Right on. 